0: You're listening to Cross Section, the podcast of the Summit View Church of Christ. This being a a special day in our culture, we have a special service that we'll share together this morning. We have been studying through the Gospel of John the last several weeks, and John opens his story of Jesus in an unusual way. He says, right at the beginning of his book, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's talking about Jesus, right? And he says, He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus was the Word of God. He was God's self expression, God's communication to mankind. He was God. But he, was, but he also came to us from God. And then John says in chapter 1, verse 14, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The one who was with God became flesh and dwelled among us. We human beings, we saw him, we saw His glory, the glory of the one and only Son of God. He became flesh. This morning, we're going to remember and celebrate and meditate on the day he became flesh, the day when Jesus, our Savior, was born. We're going to tell each other the story of the birth of Jesus our Lord. We're going to do that through a mix of readings that we'll share from the, uh, the Bible's stories of his birth, and we'll mix those with songs that tell the story. In fact, we've picked out uh, songs and even just verses that tell the story as it's told in the Bible, and we're just going to speak those to each other in songs. And then I'll share some brief thoughts on each part of the story as we go through. Focusing first on the announcement of Jesus' birth, and then on the birth itself, and then the angels and the shepherds, and then last but not least, the wise men. And through all of this, we are going to honor Jesus our Lord, the Word who became flesh, the newborn baby who is at the same time the Son of God. We begin with the stories of how Mary and then Joseph learned that Mary would have a son. Listen to these readings as Colin Ferguson shares them with us. Luke 1
1: through 38. Matthew 1 18 through 25 this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace Their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus.
0: Thank you, Colin. Notice the names. That are given to Jesus in what Colin just read for us. Names given to him even before he is born. The angel Gabriel, speaking to Mary, tells her to name him Jesus. Which in Hebrew is Yeshua. Which in Hebrew means the Lord saves. So his name means the Lord saves. Gabriel also calls him the son of the most high. And the Son of God, the angel who speaks to Joseph, we don't know if it was Gabriel or not, no name is given there, could have been, we just don't know, that angel also tells him to name the child Jesus. The prophet Isaiah, as Matthew points out, in, 700 years earlier, had prophesied the coming of one called Emmanuel, God with us. And this was Jesus. From his conception, he is the Son of God Most High, the Word made flesh. He is God's presence among us, the love of God embodied in flesh as God shows us how much he cares. If you ever feel like God is distant, you're just having one of those days when it feels like God doesn't care. Remember Jesus. He is evidence of the love of God, the one through whom God himself came to us and lived among us, God with us, the one whose very name, Jesus, means that God saves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. I love Mary in this story how noble she is, how eager she is to do the will of God. Jewish women in her time typically married young, young to us. They were usually teenagers when they married. And yet even at such a young age, Mary is full of faith. Such a good example for us. I love Joseph in this story, how godly he is. How when he finds out that Mary is pregnant, that's awkward. The child's not his. He plans to be gracious to her and not humiliate her, but release her quietly. But then when the angel explains to him that her child is from God, like directly from God, he believes God's message, and he takes on the responsibility of being an adoptive father to the Son of God. But most of all, I love what God is beginning to do here through Jesus Mary and Joseph are great. They're entirely admirable. But this story is about Jesus and the God who loved us enough to send him. Let's speak to one another today about Jesus. Sing this song with me if you know it. Tell me the story of Jesus Write on my heart every word Tell me the story most precious Sweetest that ever was heard Tell how the angels in chorus Sang as they welcomed his birth Glory to God in the highest, peace and good tidings on earth. Tell me the story of Jesus, write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. In your bulletin this morning, uh, you should have received a green insert. There may be two green inserts. One's our daily Bible readings for this final week of 2022. The other is uh, three readings that we'll share Today, So go ahead and pull out that readings uh, page if you would. We're going to share reading number one together here from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. I'll read the parts that are in italics, and we will all read together the parts that are in boldface. All right. Luke 2, verses 1 to 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree I think that last song captures the wonder of this moment beautifully. This little baby in the manger, asleep on the hay, is the one to whom we pray that he would be near us, that he would bless all the dear children in thy tender care. He's the Son of God. So glorious, and we'll get a glimpse of his glory in just a minute when we get to the angels, but we're not there yet. He's so glorious, but also so humble, starting out with a manger as his first bed. Some might consider that quite a demotion. From the throne of heaven to a manger surrounded by smelly animals, but he doesn't seem to mind. In fact, he will grow up to demonstrate the same humility and contentment that we see here. He is not ashamed to spend time with people whose lives are all messed up. He's not ashamed to to be with them and to to be around them, to be known as someone who who cares about them. He's not drawn to the rich and the powerful. They hold no particular allure for him. He, He loves them like he loves anyone, but that's the point, right? He loves them the same as anyone else. He goes to the sick and he helps them. He looks for people who are despised by others and he loves them. He welcomes children and takes them in his arms and blesses them. He's never rich. He never raises an army. He never pursues his own promotion, but only the advancement of the will of God. And I think that's why we love him so much, why we admire him so much. And I think it's right and good for us if we honor him for his humility, to follow him in learning to be like him, to be humble as he is. As Jesus was growing up, as he went about his ministry, he was in Jewish culture, but all around Jewish culture and interacting with it every day was the larger Greco-Roman culture of the first century A.D. And in the Greco-Roman culture of the time, Humility was not considered a virtue by most people. It was considered more often a vice. It was something thought to be shameful. If you humbled yourself, you didn't reach for what you could attain. You didn't uh, protect your own status. People despised you for that. You were expected to grab all the honor and prestige and power that you could gain for yourself. But Jesus didn't do that. God working through Jesus didn't do that. And for us, we want to be like Jesus. And so we place a high value on humility. And because of Jesus, we understand that humility leads to glory. Because in the end, God glorified His Son, raised Him from the dead, and made Him King of kings and Lord of lords. God raises up the humble, and those who share in Christ's humility will also share in his glory. Sing with me, if you would. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap? Is sleeping. Whom angels greet with anthems sweet, While shepherds watch are keeping. This, this is Christ the King, Whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Let's read together. Reading number two. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you. Just a minute ago we sang, O Little Town of Bethlehem, and the second verse there says, For Christ is born of Mary, and gathered all above, While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wondering love. Don't you think the angels were watching that night? I'm sure they were. And watching with amazement and joy. And maybe even a little trepidation, you know, at the thought of the Son of God taking the form of a fragile baby boy. I mean, what if Joseph dropped him, right? But... And they speak to the shepherds. And what they say to the shepherds is this. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. A Savior has been born to you. And then as if the barrier that God has established between the seen and the unseen could not hold them back any longer, suddenly a great company of angels appears and they praise God for the birth of his Son. Glory to God in the highest heaven, they say, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Because even the angels delight in the goodness of our God, which came to be so brilliantly revealed through this little child who grew to be our Savior. And even the angels take joy in the peace that God brings into our lives when we walk with him and enjoy his favor. Then the shepherds, when they hear the news from the angels, they go and they find this little baby boy, this newborn Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. And there he is, wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, just as the angel had said. They visit him a while, the first admiring guests of the Son of God of God. And then when they leave, they they go and spread the word about what they have witnessed. And when they return to their sheep, Luke tells us, they continue to glorify and praise God for what they have heard and seen. And you know, we are still doing the same thing 2,000 years later. We still praise God for what they heard and saw, and what we have seen in Jesus to, the praise to God just keeps flowing from all who encounter Jesus our Savior. And so as we praise God here today, we stand in the tradition of the angels and of the shepherds and of so many generations of God's people as we praise God for Jesus who saves us, whom we adore. Oh come, let us Adore Him. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold Him Born the king of angels oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him Christ the Lord see choirs of angels, sing in exultation, O oh, sing, all ye bright hosts of heaven above. Glory to God, oh glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee. Born this happy morning. Jesus to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father now in flesh appearing. Oh, come let us. Adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Let's share together reading number three. Our last reading together this morning. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked... You know, contrary to the uh, nativity scenes that we see this time of year, it was actually weeks or months after Jesus' birth that the wise men, the magi, arrived in Jerusalem looking for the newborn king, searching for Jesus, and then found their way to Bethlehem. That messes up our nativity scenes, but it doesn't make the story any less wonderful. The magi were, the, you know, the wise men, uh, magi was their, their official name, They were astrologers of a priestly class from Persia, modern-day Iran. They were not Jews, not at all. Yet they came to honor the one who had been born king of the Jews. And what a contrast they were to Herod, wicked King Herod, the infamous Herod the Great, a tyrant known for heavy taxation, lavish construction projects, and vicious cruelty toward anyone he thought might be a threat to his power, including his own sons. The Magi came from a great distance to honor a king not their own, a newborn king sent from God. Herod, who was nominally Jewish and whose palace was only a few miles from Bethlehem, had no clue about this new king's arrival. And as we find out later, he wanted to find out from the Magi where the new king was, not so that he could worship him, as he claimed, but so that he could eliminate him. Maybe there's a lesson here. That it is better in God's eyes to be an outsider who comes sincerely seeking God than to be an insider who has grown calloused to God's goodness and authority. These magi, foreign dignitaries, people accustomed to being busy with the grand affairs of state, they leave home behind and travel hundreds of miles to follow the star God has given them to mark the birth of the new king. And in Bethlehem, they find the child, Jesus, with his mother, Mary, in the house. And what do they do when they find him? They bow down and worship him. They worship him. In the Bible's stories of Jesus' birth, Mary gives birth to Jesus, Joseph protects him and Mary. Angels praise God for his birth. Shepherds come to see him and they praise God because of him. But the magi are the first people to worship him. Outsiders, strangers in Israel, strangers to the God of Israel, yet they travel a vast distance to find him. And to worship Him. God receives all who come to worship Him. Insiders. Outsiders. People who have done their best to live holy lives. People who have not done their best to live holy lives. When they seek God, He receives them. And as we come to God, we worship Him. And as we see Jesus, we worship. And isn't that the right thing to do when we come to the Son of God? Outsiders or insiders, we worship Him. And like the wise men, we bring Him gifts. They bring Him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gifts fit for a king. We bring Him our praise this morning and every day honoring and thanking him for being born, for growing up as a boy and then, as a, and then becoming a man, for living among us as a human being, teaching us about God, training us how to walk with God, giving his life to pay for our sins against God so that we may be forgiven and may come to God without fear. And we praise him because God raised him from the dead, proving that God who gave us life to begin with also has power over death. And one day he will raise all his faithful people to live with Jesus our Lord forever. And so we bring Jesus, our gift of praise. And we bring to him the very, very best gift we have ourselves, heart, and soul to follow him, to live for what he was born for and died for, that we might come to God, even if we start out as outsiders like the Magi and be welcomed into his family and into his kingdom and live with him and enjoy him forever, and worship him. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Would you stand with me, let's sing together. Joy to the earth, the savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains. Repeat the, repeat the repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow. Nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Far as as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders. And wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, wonders of his love.